24 elders that are bowing before your presence, Lord. Say, Thou art worthy, Thou art worthy to receive power, glory, and majesty. In the name of Jesus. Oh, angels bow before your throne. Miracles happen in your name. What a mighty God you are. Oh, angels bow before your throne. Miracles happen in your name. What a mighty God you are. Angels bow before your throne. Angels bow before your throne. Miracles happen in your name. What a mighty God you are. Angels bow before your throne. Angels bow before miracles. Miracles happen in your name.
worship you, God of Sados Adonai, Elohim Sabaoka, oh Lord, we worship you, Lord. Oh God of Sados Adonai, Elohim Sabaoka, you are the Shua. programmer for today. A word of encouragement for today is from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it says, I pray that God this will fill you with complete joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confidence and hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. If anyone has a prayer request, please message me under Living Effectively, and I shall forward your prayer request to Pastor John Jeru. Now I'd like to introduce our pastor for the sermon. Welcome. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. But Hallelujah. before we share the word of God, uh, I wanted to introduce uh, Mr. Shakulia so that he can introduce the message for the Easter today. Jesus is alive. 
Hey guys, it's me again, Douglas. And so it's Easter right now, so that means there's all kinds of Easter stuff going on. You know, people are having Easter egg hunts, and there's chocolate bunnies, and people are, you know, dressing up fancy when they come to church on Easter Sunday. And all that stuff is fun, but I want to make sure that you know the real meaning of Easter, what we are celebrating. You see, as Christians, we celebrate that Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, came to earth to save us from our sins. He didn't come to the world to condemn us, but to save us. And he did that by living a perfect life and then dying for our sins, paying the penalty that we owed for our sins so that we could live forever with God in heaven and that we could have the Holy Spirit come and live inside of us. And if all Jesus did was just die for us, you know, that's, that's a man worth following. That's still a big deal. But Jesus is not just a man. Jesus is God's only son. Jesus is God. And he proved that by three days later, rising again from the dead. And that's what we celebrate on Easter. You know, Jesus Christ dying for our sins, but then rising again from the dead. I wanted to recite for you this, this passage from the book of Matthew. And it says, After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him and clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. On Easter we celebrate not just that Jesus died for us, but that he rose again from the dead. And when he rose again from the dead, he proved that he was telling the truth. He proved that he is God. And in rising from the dead, he conquered sin and death. And he did this for you and for me so that we could be saved. So this Easter season, I sincerely hope that you will accept the free gift of salvation that Jesus paid for with his own life and that you would remember the true meaning of Easter. Praise the Lord. We thank the Lord for that straightforward message on Easter. One of the holidays that I enjoy is Easter because as a believer, one of the things that I like Easter is because not only does it start with the death, but it ends with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why? Because all major religion their leaders or their founders are still hold on the grave. But the tomb of Jesus is empty. So this is the moment to prove that really Jesus is alive. Christianity is not a religion as so many people think. It's supposed to be a relationship. It's supposed to be that personal relationship. That's why the Bible says as many as receive him, who Christ, he gave them the power to be called children of God. 
So Christianity is not a religion. The reason why they gave that name is not even the Christian. It's not that gave that name. It's non-believers who looked at the Christian characters, how they were living, how they were praying, and they concluded that these people really look like Christ because there's something that they have that we don't have. They resemble their leader. And that is what you need. You and I who has received Christ as our personal savior on daily basis, resemble who you are. Our Christ, he is alive because he has risen from the dead. Just before we go to the scripture, you see one of the great, the greatest fear of all mankind is death. That is the greatest fear of all mankind. But I have good news for you. Our Lord Jesus Christ defeated the last fear and that is death. That the one that Paul said to me, to live is Christ and to die is, is gain. That is to say, death has no longer power over me. Whether I live, I'm still in Christ. And when I die, it's going to begin because I'll be translated to be with my Savior. I pray that this Easter would be a moment whereby you reflect your relationship. If you're not saved, this is the moment to accept Christ and let him be your Easter. That when you remember what he went through, we are good at narrating what he went through. But the question is, did you receive the purpose? The purpose of why he paid for our sin. Listen to this. Jesus loved us so much, our heavenly father, that he took the place for us because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. He loved you so much, you and I so much that he took our place. So we took his forgiveness. He took the penalty, the death. So ladies and gentlemen, so that no one has an excuse to say that they were not forgiven. All oh, ladies and gentlemen, I pray that we shall not leave this opportunity. Every time, reflect back, what has Easter done for you? What is Good Friday for you? What has it done for you? And once you get that point, I pray that you shall be able to rekindle the fire that is in you. Another thing about Easter is not only is a personal, but the power to resurrect lives within you. That is to say, anything that is dead in your life, whether it's your relationship, it must come alive. Because by Easter, when Jesus Christ died, three days, the Bible says, he rose from the dead. And when he rose from the dead, he rose with us. So ladies and gentlemen, don't allow anything that is dead in your life to continue. This is the time to speak resurrection. I speak life to what is dying. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this moment of Easter. What a moment, Father, that you loved us so much that you gave your only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Father, today as we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I pray that the purpose of it will be healed in our life. It will be marked in our life. 
that we shall constantly remember the love that you showed us as we share and we continue to bless thy people in Jesus' precious name. And we all say, Amen. So, so today we are going to talk about the power of resurrection. Hallelujah. And the first person to read the scripture for us today is CJ. Please read John 8 and verse 36. Sometimes there for if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. The Bible says, therefore, if the son sets you or make you free, you shall be free indeed. Understand one thing. When Christ died for us, he died once and for all. And when he set you free, you shall be free indeed. Indeed is the qualifier of the truth freedom. Indeed, he will set you indeed. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when Christ died, no other place in the Bible says that he came and died twice. As soon as he dies and he set the captive free, we were free forever. The only thing we need to do is to receive his salvation, his freedom, and make sure we validate it on earth. In everything that you do, declare freedom. So that is to say, anyone that is in captive, anyone that is doubting your salvation, anyone that is in, 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 in a surrounding situation, this is the time to declare freedom to yourself, to your family, and in everything that you do in Jesus' precious name. He came to set us free. Hallelujah. Graylon, please read Psalm 75 and verse 10. All the horns of the wicked I will, I will also cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Amen. Amen. That is to say, every institution of hell that is molesting the destiny of the innocent, you have the right to command the end by divine judgment in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, any horn of the wicked that is exalted shall be cut down. And every horn of the, of the righteous, God will continue to exalt it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the word that changes destiny. Your future, the future of your faith is anchors on his resurrection. When he resurrected, Satan lost the power. One of the things as human beings that we did, the moment our first uh, human, that is Adam and Eve, when they sinned against God, they gave the devil the power over death. When Christ came and died for our sin, he paid the, sin, the, the, he paid the, the, the penalty. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So he has no power over death. Christ is the one that has power now. So anything that is not manifesting Christ in your life as a believer, as a child of God, you have the power to condemn it, to change the situation. Declare and thou shall be justified. Our ultimate destiny called eternity is secured by his resurrection. Today, expect an encounter with the power of his resurrection. 
that will cause a quickening in every aspect of your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. The next person to read to us the scripture is Marianne. Please read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 to 52. Tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the end of the last trumpet. For example, the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, will, will rise, and we will be changed. Amen. Amen. Listen, the Bible says very well that when the trumpet shall sound, not everyone those who there are those who sleep. I like what the Bible says. It does not call it like death. It says it's like a sleep. And then when the trumpet sounds, we those who are asleep who awake, and not everyone will be asleep. The Bible reduces death to sleep to the believer. Why? Because we have hope. Death has no power over us. To the non-believer, death has power over them. Until they receive Christ as their personal savior, to them, death will be, will, will surmount everything that they have because they have no hope. As a believer, we have the hope that the only death that can do in our life is to mess this physical body. But it cannot mess your spiritual. You are alive in Christ. That's why it's like a translation, to be absent, that's why Paul says again, in the body is to be present with Christ because we have hope. He is the supreme judge. He is the king of kings and the lords of lords. Now listen to what the Bible says. The resurrection power delivers instantly what may be declared dead on your situations bounce back to glory. Hallelujah. Expect in a moment transformation. In a moment resurrection this very hour. He says now is the day to receive salvation. The word salvation comes from a Greek word soteria which means your preservation, your healing, and your prosperity. Now. You, the day of salvation is now that you can be saved today, that you can have the same hope, that you can be rekindled, transformed from the kingdom of the enemy to the kingdom of God. You can be transformed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. It's now, it's still open, but it's not gonna be open forever. If you die without receiving Christ as your personal savior, you have no hope. God forbid that anyone that is listening to me will allow this moment to pass without receiving Christ. There is life after death. Hallelujah. Amen. So listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. The resurrection is the essence of restoration. The good part as human being, contrary to the devil, the devil has no hope. He's already condemned. But you and I, we can go back to God. Our sin can be forgiven. Just like the prodigal son, after he was tired of living with the pigs, he said, let me go back to my father. 
And the Bible says, as soon as the father saw him, he embraced him and restored everything the enemy had stolen from him. The purpose of resurrection is to restore everything. Anything that the, name of, uh, the enemy has taken from you, you don't have to keep on being in the same place. Come to Jesus. He will restore even more. He says in John 10, 10, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now listen to this translation. This translation says, I came that you may have life and have it in the best quality and most abundant quantity. I love that. That can only happen when you are in God. Anna, please read for us 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22, please. But all men will die as Adam died, but all those who belong to the Lord will be raised to new life. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Anna. Here the Bible says, but to all those who, who are alive in Christ will be restored. So restoration of original life back to the man. It is the summary of the mystery of resurrection. When you die, you are restored back to Christ. The resurrection is the essence of restoration. I cannot stretch that enough. When you die in Christ, you are not dying the second death as it were, which is condemnation with the death, with death, death itself and the devil to the lake of fire. No, in your situation, we are just translating from the physical life to the spiritual. We lay the earthen body, which the Bible says it shall go back to the dust, and your spirit that is regenerated goes back to God to reign with Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray that all of us, we shall be together with Christ, reigning together with Christ. God loves you so much that he took your place. He took my place. He loved us so much that he switched. When we were supposed to be condemned, he switched through his son, Jesus Christ, that we may be with him forever. I pray that we shall not miss that moment. That is the power of resurrection. And that is what made Christianity original. Christianity is a living organ. It's a living entity. All other religions are dead. Christianity is the only place where there is hope. It is interesting to note that in April, we celebrate two things. The first thing we celebrate, we celebrate is April Fool Day. So I don't know who is being fooled. And the second one is Easter. In our situation, we are not being fooled. It is reality. Christ is reality in our life. And I pray he shall be reality in your life too. So anything dead, whether it's your marriage, is your business, any issue that is of concern. Today, while you're still listening to this message, it must resurrect. That pressure must stop in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Council, read John eleven twenty-five. You don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and I have life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus declared himself. That is one of the I am's that he declared. 
in the, in the gospel of John that I am the resurrection and the life. It's only Jesus who can say that. Why? Because he proved through his life. No other leader, no other man can say that except Christ. He proved himself. He was buried. He died, buried, and resurrected in the third day. And that's why he had the audacity to tell us, listen, Martha, I know you're screaming right now that your brother Lazarus is dead. But listen, you are talking to the ayah. The resurrector is in the house. You need to know who I am. I'm not just a friend to you. I'm also a resurrector. And the Bible says, surely, when you read this gospel toward the end, especially verse 40, for the Bible says after he resurrected, he called Lazarus from the dead. The Bible says, says, lose him and let him go. So anything that is binding you, I command it to lose your hold and let you go because the resurrection is in your life. The resurrector, the resurrection power, it's working in you. So anything that is dead, it will begin to live right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am the resurrection and the life. You live with the I am. Hallelujah. Jennifer, please read John chapter 11, verse 38 to 45. Razalaz is brought to life. Deeply moved once more, Jesus went to the tomb, which was a cave with a stone placed at the entrance. Take the stone away, Jesus ordered. Mother, the dead, the dead man's sister answered, there will be a bad smell, Lord. He has been buried for days. Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? They took the stone away. Jesus looked up and said, I thank you, Father, that you listen to me. I know that you always listen to me, but I say this for the sake of the people here, so that they will believe that you sent me. After he had said this, he called out in a loud voice, Razalus, come out. He came out, his hands and feet wrapped in grave clothes and with a cloth around his face. Untie him, Jesus told them, and let him go. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. By the power of resurrection, you are coming out of that situation today. Amen. So listen to what the Bible says. By the power of resurrection, everybody thought Lazarus' case was closed and there was no reversal. But when he encounters the resurrection, his situation was turned into a testimony. Resurrection is the manifestation of God's power. It is not a doctrine. The ultimate of God's power lies in the resurrection. As we have heard from that story, Lazarus was dead. Even her sister doubted. He told even Jesus, I don't need to roll the stone because right now he's thinking. But he was told, roll the stone away anyhow. And the Bible says, Christ himself, Jesus, he called him out. And the Bible says he that was dead came out. And because he was wrapped up, the Bible says, lose him and let him go. That is the Christ that we serve. That salvation is real in our life. Remember, I started by saying that it's a relationship. It's not a religion. Salvation Christianity is meant to be a relationship. 
when you receive Christ as your personal savior, that's why nobody can receive on your behalf, no matter how much they love you. No matter how much I love my children or my spouse, I cannot be saved on their behalf. They have personally to admit, confess, and believe that Jesus Christ came or died for them, and they must receive Jesus Christ himself. Because the moment you receive him, wherever you go, he will be with you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, hallelujah. No wonder the singer sang and said, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, people may leave you. Circumstances may force people to be separated, the family to be separated. But I can guarantee you, whether the circumstance or the situation, Christ will be with you wherever you go. Hallelujah to Jesus. He is the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. He says, I am the resurrection. No man cometh to the Father unless by me. It's only Christ who can say that. Hallelujah. Oh, this is the moment for us to shine as Christian, to let the world know that we serve a mighty God, that Christianity is real. It's not another religion. It is a relationship. Calvary, please read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 26. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, I started by saying the greatest fear of mankind is death. All religions are motivated to resolve the death question. Death is such a major issue that we build our religion around it. Some say when you die, you'll be reincarnated in a higher state or lower state based on how you lived. Some say when you die, you will go to a place called paradise. Everyone tried to resolve this death problem. So death is the only power that controls every human. Death controls all mankind. No one can stop it. No one can defy it. And no matter how important you think you are, death wins. So no one can resist death. You can perhaps delay death by medical science, but you cannot resist it. No one can avoid death. No matter what you think or you say, you have to face death, according to Hebrew 9.27, that there is appointed for a man to die and then judgment. So death is the equalizer. Death put us in the same place, regardless of your status quo. Death brings everybody down to the cemetery. So with that information, the Bible comes and say, there was only one person who was able to conquer death. Understand, it is not the devil who created death. It is God who created death. But when God created death and at and gave, uh, when God created death, even before creating human being, his purpose was for the death to be powerless. And that's why the first person to introduce death to Adam was God. He told Adam, the day you shall eat that fruit, 
you shall surely die. That is to say, where there is life, the opposite is death. But according to God's plans, death is supposed to be powerless. But when you sin, you activate death. That's why before Adam sinned, and you look at the generation, they lived for so many years, and the years continue to be cut off all the way from Adam to us, whereby, according to David, he says, if you live longer, it's 70. But according to scripture, in Isaiah 65, he says, a child shall live but a hundred years, and anyone dies below a hundred years, it shall be considered a curse. In other words, from the beginning, it was not supposed to. So when sin opened doors for death to take over the lives of human beings. So here we see the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. And that was demonstrated in resurrection. When the, Jesus died, the devil thought everything was done. So they were having party. But in the third day, he arose and took the keys of death and life. So the only person who has that power now is Jesus Christ. So every medical verdict against your family or your life that has concluded to eliminate you, I declare by the power of restoration, full recovery today in the name of Jesus. Death naturally causes grief, but this time your life has been exempted. The, the whole of this year, your family has been exempted in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So the resurrection is not a story, but is the supernatural manifestation of the omnipotent of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. So death has already been defeated. So as a believer, you don't need to worry. God, Jesus himself, he is the custodian. He has the key of death and life. And he says, as many as receive him, he gave them the power. He says, choose you this day what you want. He comes and give us the key. Choose life that you may live. Hallelujah. I pray that all of us, we shall choose life, even including our children, in the mighty name of Jesus. Solomon, please read for us Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 20. Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Amen. Here we are saying when Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible says he was given the power over everything. It's through the resurrection that caused Jesus to be resurrected. And the Bible says God had already planned everything as soon as Jesus paid the price. He had promised him that he will raise him from the dead. And that is exactly what he did. And not only did he do that, but he set him on high, far above principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. So whatever cannot challenge God's power bows in your life today. Hallelujah. Expect to live today with a full scale of your restoration dignity. Whatever Jesus, hallelujah, died for that, for, for us, is yet to speak in your life. So children or your family or today, I declare your day of restoration.
Hallelujah to Jesus. You can claim that res re uh, restoration. As a believer, you don't need to wait. You can claim it. Father, thank you. Baptize me now with the spirit of restoration. Baptize me now with the spirit of obedience. Baptize me now with the spirit of holiness. Baptize me now with the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And baptize me now with the spirit of giving and sacrifice. Hallelujah to Jesus. And in closing for us, Dylan, please read for us Matthew chapter 27 and verse 50 to 53. And Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice. He gave up his spirit. At a moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rock split, and the tomb broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Amen. I have good news for you, ladies and gentlemen, as I close out, that your grave must open today. Hallelujah. So whatever grave the enemy might have shut you in, that grave must open today in the mighty name of Jesus. So whatever grave of sickness or diseases, witches or wizards that has shut you in, that grave must open today in the mighty name of Jesus. You must be listed among the many who are alive. I say I am coming out of the grave. You must be determined in that place that you are in, I'm coming out. If it is not manifesting Christ, declare it must come out. I'm coming out of this situation of defeat. I have the resurrection power. Yes, it's working in my life. Hallelujah. So you are coming out of your grave into the city. The Bible says that day when Jesus rose from the dead, even other people rose together with him. They were seen in the city walking. Hallelujah. To prove that he really came for us. He not only resurrected himself, but also people saw them. They knew those neighbors, their family members, the friends who died. They also resurrected with Christ as proof that he has conquered death. Hallelujah. So many of those who thought you are finished by the encounter of this prophetic word, you are appearing in grand style. You are appearing in grand style. I, am, I, I want you to know that everything that had shut up or declared that you'll never come out of it, you will come out of it in grand style. So everyone whose marital destiny has buried, that grave is open now. Everyone whose career has been buried, that grave is open now. Everyone whose children destiny has been buried, that grave is open now. Your reproach of men is over beginning from now. The purpose of why they resurrected, the people that resurrected, it was to prove to us that still Christ is still in charge. This resurrection power is still working in our midst. It is not yet. So if you need that resurrection power, this is the moment to say, Lord, I need that resurrection power. If you don't know Christ as your personal savior, this is the moment to open up your heart and receive Christ. You can pray with me, dear, dear Lord Jesus. I thank you for Easter. 
and I thank you for Good Friday, that you died for my sin. And the Good Friday, the good news that you brought is you resurrected. I can declare today that I am forgiven, I'm a new creation. So as I receive you today, let that power, resurrection power, begin to work in my life. Anything that is dead, Lord, make it alive. Restore everything the enemy has stolen from me as you make me a new creation and as your child from today, henceforth, in Jesus' precious name. If you pray that prayer, I want you to know that you are a child of God, you are a new creation. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, everything has become new. It's just a matter of time. And sure, you find a Bible-based church, start reading your word, start praying, and sooner or later, you will see a big difference. That thirst, that quench, that desire of evil will be taken away, and the Holy Spirit will replace it with the desire to love God, a refreshment, the peace that surpasses human understanding, will garrison your heart and mind, even in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Over to you, programmer. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you for that powerful, powerful message. I'm going to hand over to Pastor once again for prayers. Unfortunately, I did not receive any prayer requests, so you can go ahead and pray for us, Pastor. All right, we'll pray and then we'll go to the Kahoot. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for this moment, dear Father, to receive your word. Thank you for resurrection. We open our heart. Lord, you have received your word. Speak to us, your servants are listening. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.